0: fairy friday and welcome back welcome back i have really 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 miss you guys and thank you thank you for all of the love and support as always i'm doing okay and the little break gave me a short recharge for my spirit and my life because life in and of itself is always constant I'm taking it one day at a time and allowing to just be, I guess, if you get what I mean, you know, just to be in the moment. Um, I wanted to make mention of the artwork this week. Um, I couldn't find anything that spoke to me like this did. And as I go on into the podcast, you'll understand why. There are three images. Well, it's one image, but of three um, deities from the Ifa Santeria tradition. And it is of three goddesses, Yamaya, Oya, and Oshun. And it was found, I actually Googled it, and I found it on imgur.com. I-M-G-U-R dot com. And um, the artist, I believe, is Harvey Chan. Artist C A H N. Hopefully, I didn't butcher the name. If I did, I do apologize. Um, And the name of the account is also called Black Creole Nightingale. So I just wanted to big up the artist because I'm an artist as well, not visual, but I do put artwork out there. And if anybody uses my work, I really like to be credited. So I really wanted to big up that artist. Um, You could probably. Go and see um, the artwork itself. It's absolutely beautiful. And it really spoke to me. Especially for what I'm about to speak on. So I'll leave the link in the show notes. And you can go and check it out. Right. So I also want to make mention to the fact that it is nighttime. Um. So if you hear... Any quote-unquote birds singing, they're not birds. They're actually um, whistling frogs. So just enjoy that that ambiance. It's what you get when you live in the Caribbean. So if you're not from the Caribbean and you're hearing any high-pitched things, if the mic does pick it up, it shouldn't. But if it does, um, just know that there's some lovely whistling frogs in the garden outside. So... And the last bookmark, um, as I call them, quote unquote bookmark, um, it wasn't edited till it's full production like this, you know, intro, outro, and all that good stuff. Um, I made mention that I would go through some of the things that I did as I prepped my auntie for her crossing. And this is mostly from a spiritual level because... This is what was asked of me from spirit. So off we go. Um, also, please note, this is just my story and my experience of what I went through. I am not a shaman. I am not a priestess or a babalo or anything of the sort. I am just a fairy with a whole lot of love. So, throughout this entire process, I met three spirits who came to me. These were Oya, Oshun, and Yamaya. Um, I felt Mother Yamaya more so during the latter days, but Oya Oshun were with me constantly. Oya has been a big part of my year, as most of y'all would know, throughout this episode and once previously in this entire season really and truly um, a lot of change I had to acknowledge and she came Oya came to really teach me about death and change in relationships with my family and also to see the true elements of who they were and by extension for them to see themselves so my cousin and I are, like, really, really close now. And let me tell you, if anybody knows the backstory story of us, we weren't, like, that growing up. We used to butt heads a lot. And she doesn't have any sisters. She has one brother, but um, I don't have any sisters either. And I think the whole idea of getting to know her and her unbreakable love for her mother taught me about who she was caring for a loved one is extremely extremely hard and (laughs) without apology cancer could fuck off truly all types of cancer not just colon cancer i made no apologies about that it tore my family in places i didn't even knew or know existed my aunt fought with every breath of her being until the until the very end like it ate her inside and out. And then it spat her out and it just kept coming back and I'm like is is this really what cancer is at the end? Is this really what life is at the end? And I was terrified because during my meditations which I try to do daily I kept seeing her walking in the dark, scared and feeling lonely because there was no one to hold her hand. There wasn't any guidance and she didn't want to go. She wanted to stay here and be with her children and be with us, be with her family. The days where we just sat in bed and she would just like finally nap because she hardly slept because of the pain and I will hold her hand or give her support from my right side and they say that the left side is for receiving energy but the right side is for giving energy so um I don't know how many of you would have would know this but when you like hold hands if you're in a big circle and you're coming together as a group you usually have your left hand up And your right hand down for receiving and giving energy respectively Um, I learned that a while back so just in case you might want to use that for future reference Um, you see them last two to maybe three weeks she was with us her energy was on my hand for the entire time it felt like someone was holding tight onto me and it was coming up my arm and it just would not let go. I was like, was, what what really happening here? And I thought at first it was like carpal tunnel because I was using my hand a lot. But it wasn't like a physical pain. It just felt like a hand holding onto me. Like a literal hand holding onto me when I was not around her and I would think go home or do something else and it wasn't around her it felt like an imprint and I couldn't go and tell my mother any of this because all my mom does is worry she means well but she just worries non-stop and honestly if anything else was going on like a a hospital visit I have felt bad and uh, said okay let's go and take you for a checkup I think everybody would have just lost it by then Everybody, the emotions were too raw. Everybody was just feeling every pain and every comment and just everything. I don't think many of us could have handled much more. And anyway, I did a full petition to Oya and I set up a full altar with her wine and I had like a small ceramic bowl. Like really, really tiny. It's even smaller, like they, they, smaller than the palm of your hand. And I put some coins in there. And I had candles and eggplants. But the one thing I wanted to get was rainwater. See, they say that Oya really loves rainwater. And my aunt loved the rain. I know something about the rain. It was the only thing that got her to sleep when the pain had her. And I found a connection with that. But Barbados was so dry when I, like, the rain wasn't falling. I couldn't get in the rain. I felt so, so bad. Especially in my area. Because Barbados has um, a water shortage as well. Because there's not a lot of rain. So we Some parishes within the island literally don't have water. And people are sending water to various parishes and whatnot. So, you know, it's a drought. And it was hot. And I just kept saying, not a drop, man. And... I know I just felt really bad about it but I just kept what I had and I used what I had and I told Oya that I was sorry because I know she loves rainwater and I wish that I could give her but I asked her to please come and protect the doors with Ilegua to help my aunt transition to be peaceful and to guard the graveyard that she does and the underworld around my aunt as she prepares to go and to let my ancestors welcome her over so she would know that she wasn't alone then the last week before her transition the rain fell guys it just fell and fell and fell and i just knew i just knew time was getting closer and closer and closer and it fell and it fall and it fall and it fall and it fall i remember just running outside here in my house, I was. I just ran outside. I just stood in it. I just stood up, and it was cool, and it was soft. I didn't even know if rain could have a soft texture, but it was soft, and I was just standing in my driveway in the middle of the night, and I was smiling so big. So I don't know if anybody see me. Probably thought I was nuts, but I knew in that moment that Oya heard me and I knew she said you know that she was there I knew I could feel her and I knew her saying I could hear her saying that she was there and I ran back inside and I got a glass jar and I put it outside on the grass to catch the water and I just stood there in the grass barefoot rain falling and just crickets (laughs) and the same as the frogs and just letting the rain cover me and I began to see oh yeah a lot more in my dreams in my meditations um, dancing and defending and talking with me and telling me that she has been doing this before the earth knew that the earth was the earth and how people think that death is such an awful and terrible thing it is sad but the living don't really understand how the transition of consciousness really is Um, that idea of a, a new form of you has to be that way it has to go through this way And how it is all a part of the experience of going back to spirit. The divine spirit. And you shed skin. You shed mortal habits. You shed pain. You shed a lot of pain. And there was other stuff too. But some I actually can't say because it was just for me. But the other things I just don't get. Because basically i'm too limited to understand because of the form that we all are in as a mortal in this this space if that made sense so certain things i don't get and they and i guess the more I think about them to try to understand them i start to forget them but oya is beautiful she is beautiful and she is no nonsense and she is free-spirited I absolutely adore her. And she smashes things and she breaks them down so that new things can grow and can be healed. Some people only see the chaos of a storm, but she, that's a representation of her, a storm, hurricane. But she removes so that you can learn how to be independent. In the last couple of days, I saw her around my aunt's bed a lot, just watching in purple regalness very stern face she said less and less as time went on and if she wanted to say anything she would let other people she would use other people to say what she needed to say so for like for instance my godmother is a retired nurse And a sister, for those who don't know what a sister is, is, that's like the highest rank you could be as a nurse. And she was telling me all of these stories about how to prep myself, you know, because it is is a transition at home, you know. It's not that you're going to be in the hospital and you get a call, but in the event that you are there and it does happen, she just wanted to... I guess prepare me for anything you know um but she told me there's gonna come a time I will know when um she told me to get some olive oil and rubber like rub my aunt her joints her skin I added lavender it felt like that was a call for lavender just to ease her joints and muscles and relax her spirit, you know, so she could know like touch, you know, that she wasn't alone. Um you know, in between this world and the next world. And my godmother also told me to say the twenty third Sam. I didn't have to say it out loud. She said, You could say it to yourself, but as you rub, just rub and my aunt at the time had a lot of uh, tubes, oh, well, not really tubes, but IVs in her arm for dehydration because she couldn't eat. And I was trying not to rub them in areas where, um, the the daughter, because her daughter also is a nurse, so she would check her and stuff. So I didn't want to put oil in places where. Um, she would have to get like an injection or they had to like tap a vein or something sorry if it's, if this is too much um, but just trying to tell you as it is so I found myself going to her feet a lot um, especially <laughs> coming down to this line I, I now understand the meaning of though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I fear no evil. That was what my aunt was doing all this time. Every time I saw her, she was going through the underworld to get to her new home. She had to cross over and she felt alone because we, the living, the ones taking care of her, her daughter, me, my mum—um, the three of us couldn't like be there for her like that. If you get what I'm saying she was to go through the gate to see Oya and it was for her to go through this entire process and for mother Oya to take her and to show her her new world my aunt's new world as an ancestor Mufren Oya Mufren Oya next up was Oshun such a love and vulnerability for things that needed to be said. Huh. She encouraged us to laugh when the days were shittiest. And she brought back butterflies. Had to be because for years Barbados did not have any butterflies. And now, during and since my aunt's transition, we can't not see them. Oshun is a whole vibe. She's sweet, but she could also be very, very salty. And she taught my aunt to say, I love you. And those are words I don't think she said regularly because to say I love you puts you in a space where you have to be accountable. Um, To say I love you doesn't mean you are waiting for the other person to say it. It's said so that the person hearing it knows that they are loved. You know, that was a big lesson. And... All the kissing and the hugging and the crying and all the spaces all of those all of those are spaces of love, and where you are stuck, the biggest one was what would love do? I got that from I don't even know if she's listening Taito Huron from Jamaica. I don't know if you're listening, but if you are, thank you for that message from Oshun. Um, You can actually check the podcast. Um, I think that was like maybe two recordings before this one. And I had touched on that theme. What would love do? And it was actually our one year anniversary. So you could go back and, and listen to that. It's not very long. And I remember on Yamaya's feast day, I had a second altar, you know, for my aunt, giving thanks for what we had. And it was next to Oya's altar and Yamaya's altar was covered in white frangipani flowers. It must have been about a hundred. I have a frangipani tree outside, two types. So I just had the entire thing just covered, covered in French bunny flowers and seashells and stones from the ocean. I had watermelon, berries, anything that I could get my hands on that she asked for. I was so broke, guys. I feel like crying. I was so broke and I felt so bad because I knew what these deities were trying to do for me and I felt like I felt so helpless because that day was so hard it was the last full day of my aunt being here with me in this way and she was a woman that would not out in pain if you ask her she was okay she was all right very very stiff face very stubborn face oh auntie and she never took morphine she never took chemo but that day that day my aunt she she asked for it and she cried and she screamed and she threw up for hours and she begged for ice and every time I gave her the ice, she would throw it up. And I'm like, this, this is not fair. A human being is not supposed to do this. And she asked to be rubbed. Everywhere was hurting. And Yamaya came to teach because the ones who she mothered became her mother. Her daughter, my cousin, was rubbing her back. My mother, who she helped raise, rubbed her lower back uh, where her kidneys, where, where the kidneys are. And I, the littlest one, was rubbing on her stomach. And my mom and I were just trying to do Reiki on her as best as we could, as best as she would receive it. And that last battle taught me what cancer really was and how our bodies fight for us in ways we will never understand. It was the most heartbreaking thing I have ever witnessed for a human being to go through. And yet she pressed on while we all semi-panicked and looked for things to give her as much comfort as we could and I would kiss my aunt's forehead and tell her that she would be okay just rest where she can and I could see her body just tired. She had physically had enough. She had spiritually had enough it was just too much to do could see it, we all could see it and I think the biggest lesson I think I learned was that my ego was a big part of this learning situation even though I was trying to help I didn't want to give care for myself, or rather to myself, because I wanted to do it all. I wanted to run my family company with my husband, I wanted to do art, and I still wanted to be there for my aunt, and I still wanted to help my cousin go through and process and give her care emotionally, and I still needed to console my mother who was going through her own stuff and when everybody kept asking me if i was okay i was fine because i took care of my aunt's mother my grandmother and she had alzheimer's so you know i'm a superhero and people come to me for help and i'm a pisces and people come for me for nurturing and that is what i do and there was one meditation i did And I realized how dumb I was. An ancestor came. Don't know who it is. And they were like, you are so self-absorbed. I was like, what the fuck? How am I self-absorbed and I am giving care to somebody who is literally dying? And the ancestor was like, you know you have to take care of yourself. Because all this care you're giving to everybody else, when they keep coming back and you just give and give and give, what are you going to give your aunt when you don't have anything? What's going to happen when everybody else needs you in that low tide and you can't give them anything? You are giving from a self-absorbed space. And the family and the ancestors over here is none impressed with you. Get it together. We appreciate your offerings and your visits. But you need to get yourself together so that the things in place that have been laid out move with much more ease. And you are holding us up. Let persons in your family make their mistakes and get their lessons. That is not what you are here for. I look. I was read, I was read by an ancestor and after I had clutched my pearls and cried because I'm a Pisces and I'm all in my feelings and all fucking emotional and got upset for being dumb at the deeper meaning in all of this, I relax and I just let it go. I took time to process. I went for a walk I did some work for a client that was way overdue and I almost lost that client and my cousin and my mother were happy that I took time for myself they were sad yeah they missed me but they wanted me to rest they wanted me to take care of my shit and I reluctantly did (laughs) I reluctantly did so and then at, uh, let's say, one ish a.m. Whilst going through everything else, going home. I was in the bed. My own bed, not in the family house. And I remember talking to my aunt. Plain, plain, plain. Like, she was in the room. And I was like, you're so fucking stubborn. Talked to her so... And I was crying, like... Like you're always worried about everybody else. You're always doing this. You're always doing that. You're so stubborn. You won't let go. You know, I'm like, everybody's going to be fine. You're always worried. You're in pain. You can't sit up, but you can ask me if I take up clothes from off of the line. Like, little things like that. And I had this long conversation with my aunt. And the phone rang. 1.40 on September 8th. 1.40 a.m. It was Oshun's feast day and Oshun came for her. I knew. I knew. My mother called and she didn't have to tell me anything. And I knew Oshun had come for her because she came. She took her to the river just beyond that underworld. And she gave her new clothes and covered my aunt with her gold and she put all the butterflies in my aunt's hair and there was this big celebration with my other ancestors who were so excited to see her especially her mother my aunt's mother was really happy to see her and she was finally at rest and when I did see her like it wasn't that long before I got back to the house she was still warm and she was glowy. She was really glowing and she was asleep or what I deemed it to be asleep. And I saw Oya and Yamaya leave and they went they went their way. And Oshundo She stayed around. And I think she stayed around now in in hindsight. She stayed around to heal that open space that my aunt left. And she filled it with a little bit of love. A lot of love. And the colors of my aunt's funeral were pink and yellow. Those are Oshu's colors. Nobody in my family know a thing about Osho. It just happened. Even when family friends were donating colors. Those were the only two colors that came up. Pink and yellow. And her casket was like this really beautiful light pink. Almost white but not really white. Just enough. And the flowers that came again were pink and yellow. And during the eulogy reading, I kid you not, we were in this church. And this honeybee came through the window right next to me and my cousin. And I just kept thinking to myself, like, this really happening? One honeybee it was just flying around me and my cousin all the time and around my mom and it did not want to leave Uh, i guess the people in the church thought that i was losing it because it was doing all sorts of matrix dance moves trying to dodge this thing and then in her final resting place my aunt's resting place had so many butterflies funny enough um, they were also printed in the pamphlets that we did for the the songs and stuff for the for the funeral. But I just can't understand where these things was coming from. And they were all over the graveside when we finally laid her. It was like beautiful. And nobody really cried. I don't think we cried. Because there was a sense of understanding of what happened, that she was finally asleep, and she begged to sleep. She asked the doctor, "Stola, I haven't slept for two, three, four nights, and I just want to sleep." And now, forty-eight hours of no sleep, pain, and vomiting. To a gentle doze. To a smile. And one of the beautiful. A uh, beautiful crossover I've ever seen. And at the end of the funeral. The funeral home. Gave us like bottled water. And um, to the family. And you know. Friends. Close friends who were there. Under the tent with us. And. And after friends and most of the family paid their respects, hugged us, kissed us, give their condolences. I had asked my mama, my cousin, to come with me by the graveside and I told them I wanted to pour some water on the grave for her. Especially now that everything is like concluded and you know, be we, we're now beginning the process of mourning. Because bereavement and mourning are two different things. So we're going through this process of, of mourning now and letting things heal and they accepted us tree we just poured every last drop we had in those bottles and we cheered her life on the grave and we said that we would love her and how much she meant to us and how much stronger she is now and that she has transitioned and to get rest, peaceful, undisturbed rest. The number one thing she wanted and begged for. Mufarin Yamaya. Mufarin Oshun. Thank you both for being here with us. <sighs> now that my aunt has crossed she has been placed on my altar space that goes without saying with all the other ancestors and i can't remember if i even mentioned this on the podcast but i did do it on my instagram page that the day after her burial my uncle in canada had passed as well and he had blood cancer and when he got sick he got a really high fever from the infection and he was burning up and going in and out of consciousness and I took the same tarot cards that I got from Andrea the Afro Goddess Tarot Arcana deck that is a very powerful deck. I sat down and I asked every question that I could because I really thought that they were both going to go at that time, at the same time. And I sat down and everything I asked, everything I queried was answered to the T. I saw the death card and I saw the judgment cards and her going up the, the stairs for judgment. And Spirit told me, what to expect and how i need to handle these situations now, i was mostly prepared for the crossing i think i understood that there were it was pretty much finished obviously i couldn't go to my family and tell them these things especially since they're very christian and would hear none of it so <laughs> plus it's like it's it's scary to tell people like hey, I know when so-and-so is supposed to die, so you best prep yourself. Like, you really can't go and open a conversation like that. And I found ways instead to encourage more conversation and say what was on my mind in a respectful manner. Um, You know, encourage them to tell my aunt that they love them. Let her know your frustrations with certain things that happened. Because now is the time for all of that because you're not gonna get <laughs> you are not going to get another chance to make peace when they're gone. And I'm happy that my little family here was able to grow a little closer and be able to speak from their truth. I am proud of them all. I have two additional ancestors now, and they both had to leave at the same time. so I have to I have to be stronger, I have to be more prepared and ready because there's a door. I know there is a door, a big, big door of growth and abundance ahead. I know that it is coming. So I need to prep myself for that in my own way. I love you, Auntie. love you, Uncle Joe. Now, I know this episode was probably not what most expected. And, you know, it wasn't like a whole tactical thing of get a jar and do that and do that. But there was a deeper application of what happened to me during these, like, I don't know how to explain it, during this life and death transition. They even sent in messages to my other cousin who lives in Canada to give her a lift when her dad was ready to go and telling her what to do on her end. Um, I suggested Rose Quartz for him um, as well as my aunt. I had a lot of rose quartz. I used a lot of rose quartz. A lot of healing was done where the heart was concerned in my family. And there was also a big help. The rose quartz, that is, was a big help with healing emotional trauma for them as well as myself. Oh, yeah. And before I forget, also, I would suggest spending time in Yamaya... But you can. The beach. Man. Being in the Caribbean is awesome. Because I live in the tropics. So I get to go to the ocean and it's not hard to get there. Like there's a beach pretty much everywhere and it's all free. <laughs> I don't have to pay. I just go to the ocean. And if you can't get to the ocean, you could build a small altar for whoever. Um or any deity that you're close to or drawn to. You know, the divine, the divine listens, The divine listens. Please believe me when I say that we just need to shut up sometimes and listen to them in all forms. I do hope that this podcast episode was a help to at least one body out there. That's my hope when I post an episode for that one person. Just to uh, make a change or find some bit of advice that can help them. You're usually alone in the room with a microphone, like I ain't on the bed. I don't know if you probably heard the dog jumping up and down on the bed, just being a dog, I guess. But she jumped up and she jumped back down, and then I know she's gone. Like even my husband is outside. I I don't know who's listening. I I don't know who's partaking of these episodes or this season as the episodes go on ahead. But I know you're listening, whoever you are. And I appreciate each and every one of you, even though the community is very small. um, You're just trying to hope that people are taking in the content. And I know you are, so I don't have to worry. Um... You can always give me a shout if you want to at the Afro Fairy Goddess Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can find me on Instagram under the same name. And you can share the episode if you know anybody who's going through a similar situation. Because sometimes we feel we are alone not knowing that others are going through the same thing, or at the very least, similar experiences. And if you don't mind, you can rate this podcast, you can rate this episode, you can leave a comment. Um, Usually I'm on Anchor and you can leave messages on Anchor, voice messages, so that's pretty cool. Or you could just go on CastBox and iTunes and you can rate and, you know, leave a review there as well. So thanks again for checking in with the Fairy Goddess. And I hope to see you in the next episode. I am Empress Zynga, reminding you to always believe in your magic. See you in the next episode. Bye, guys. Hey, you've been listening to the afro fairy goddess podcast thank you so much for your time do you have a question you want to ask a topic you want me to touch on or do you want to get on the show then follow this podcast and email me at the afro fairy goddess podcast at gmail.com you can also hit me up on ig at the afro fairy goddess podcast I am your host, Empress Zinga, reminding you to always believe in your magic.